Alrighty. Just push play. Fucking A. When I bought the Aerosmith Greatest Hits CD, they cut out the fucking A and it was just like, just push play. A. And I was like, <laughs> is that the song really? And then I found the unedited version. I was like, oh, this song is so much better with the fuck in it. Anyway. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing uno of two. One of two. Stop talking. <laughs> it's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. That's it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer. I'm your host, T-Man, and I'm here with... Harvey Z, in the place to be. And we're having trouble with our intros, despite the fact that you always give me issues with... I think that intro was fine, assuming you cut everything out before you started counting down. (laughs) Also, I assume in the countdown, that part gets deleted, although I don't know how you would know it's the countdown, because we can't see it on the podcast. When you're editing, you can't see yourself counting down. No, you can't. So I was like, but as long as I'm talking during the countdown part, as long as I stop by three, we're good. Okay, you don't like it when I do do the sausage in, making. Yeah, yeah the, do the sausage making. So review. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna go yeah, into yeah. this. Um. So how are you doing, Harvey Z? How how have did you, uh, did you accomplish your homework assignment? Did you play a game? I bought a game. That was not a phone game. Uh, okay. That's that's progress. You I, didn't play I did. it though. I I haven't played it yet though. I did finally buy XCOM Two: War of the Chosen. No, not War of the. Is it the Chosen? War of the Chosen? Yeah, War of the Chosen. It came with also some other tactical edition pack. Thing. Yeah, so they just recently released uh, some tactical pack or whatever. And it that seems adds, like it's like, not just skins, but it's actually like missions and a whole bunch of other stuff in yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, it's a free update for anyone that owns War of the Chosen through I think December. Which is why I like grabbed went ahead it. and bought uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's a good deal. I might as well get it now because I didn't. Oh, it's through December. I could have waited, I suppose. But yeah, I really like XCOM. And at some point, like if I'm going to play a game, you're going to start. I really want you to play it just so I can talk about you with it because it's really annoying that I can't talk about it. Two, the War of the Chosen. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, what's uh, there? I guess there are spoilers and stuff. I am familiar that this has a separate kind of plot than XCOM Two itself. It's just so I've I've played like multiple playthroughs of war of the chosen okay and so beaten it of course i've beaten it iron man and yeah i beat it on iron Uh man classic iron man not even normal difficulty okay classic iron man and this just i have a lot of stories but i can't (sighs) tell them because you don't want spoilers yes so once we once you start playing it and we have our like oh this is what happened to my guy oh this you know this is oh that's such a like when you say stories, I exactly know what you mean with XCOM, which is just when you're in a mission and then shit goes bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a that's oh, I wish there's more games that could do that for me. I think. I think where I you th- just have those epic like oh, you had to be there, but it, yet it's a shared experience where somebody else in their own game playing a separate one has their own you had to be there moment, and it's still mutual. It's not just like a plot point or a plot twist that everybody experiences. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it comes a lot from the being able to customize so much about the game, uh-huh. um, being able to, and it being a difficult game also, so general, shit yeah. does go down. It's not just like a cakewalk every time you play it. Like I've started to realize that I do like, so I'm not good at video games in general, but it's different from like, 
I think you had mentioned uh, a while back, not on the podcast, about like get good mm-hmm. as like a meme. Yeah, get good. Is that for Dark Souls? Yeah, it's originated from Dark Souls, I believe. Where it's like, can you? Can you? I don't think I know I, the meme fully, but it's like Dark Souls is a difficult game in some ways, but it's a different type of difficulty than the one that I was trying to describe with what XCOM is. If, yeah, if that makes sense. I, I I agree. Um, I think the meme just came from the fact that dark souls there isn't a way to get better at the game unless you just practice because that's a game where you like restart when you die but everything is the same and so you just have to know where the challenges or the things that will kill you or trip you up are and then you just get good by just repeating it over and over kind of and but it turned into more of a um talking down kind of condescending meme because it's like oh i've beaten the game but you're stuck on this boss well you know get good good." and then i've seen that spread to like other genres and um like games and as memes would but like with xcom the game was difficult but it was a me versus the computer me versus the game again like when I had talked about XCOM in the past, like I didn't have an instruction manual. So part of the difficulty was simply I didn't know what was going on, which fed into the exact ambiance of the game of like you're the group of humans in XCOM 1 back in like the 90s version. And like I'm just trying to figure out the controls and figure out how to operate machine guns. I had no idea that I could upgrade weapons or any of that. And the way to do that was to kill aliens. And so originally it was just sending out the the my guys into the world and like exploring, seeing aliens and like maybe we kill one, we drag its body into the spaceship that we have and we run away. We don't kill all the aliens. We could only kill one, but then we could research it and figure out like the next steps. But because you only had like one, it would take forever to do the research and everything. But like it was me just poking around in the dark and it felt very much like what the humans being attacked by like an alien invasion would be doing as opposed to just you're beating every mission. So it was a very like thematic way of difficulty that I then start to like look for games that have that sort of difficulty Mm -hmm. where it's a strategy difficulty, but it's not just a rote memorization practice and then you'll be good at it kind of game. Gotcha. Um, Board games have usually been able to do that more for me, actually. Really? Games like a pandemic Mm -hmm. where it's just overwhelming odds. It feels like the game is constantly ramping up in difficulty and it's team based, which is nice. So it's not competitive, but that's a game where, you can't just get good at a game of pandemic. There's a bit of luck involved where, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then, OK, the, the next card that flips over could either end the game for us or it happened not to. And we're safe kind of thing to live for another few turns. Like, I like that one. Arkham Horror is in and of itself a special board game. <laughs> Arkham Horror is a if you've never heard of it. It can be a game that can take four to eight hours to play, and you're likely going to fall asleep during the game. Yes. Like, multiple friends. We've had friends fall asleep during the game. I've had friends who, while they they were drinking and they tried to turn it into a drinking game, they passed out. Yet, we won that game, (laughs) thanks to his drunken character and us just taking turns for him. So, technically, he won that game. I don't think he remembers it, though. Yeah. No, Arkham Horror, I... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Arkham Horror is a fun game, but it just takes too long. And then like, the way they updated it was they just added more expansion and more content to make it take even, even longer, longer. Which yeah. there was a period where I was like, this is awesome. And now I'm kind of like years out and having played through like it was Professor Q and I decided to try to break the game or not break the game, but we kept a scoreboard in when we were sharing an apartment together and we kept a scoreboard with 
every different elder god and we just tried to beat all of them what we found was like if it was just two people running the game with two characters so you had four characters to play you had a slightly better than like greater chance of winning the game but even then it would take forever and i think we beat all but maybe one or two of them but it after that then we got the expansion you gave us an expansion which you gave us the hardest expansion in the entire like series. And we just were, we, I read it one day and I was just like, nope, nope. And then we just never played the game since then, knowing that this one existed. The oh, black wow. goat in the woods. At some point, like if I'll see if I have that somewhere in storage and like, I should bring it over. Cause you could play it with your expansion or your version of the game. even. Right. Yeah. But you, it is with that one. So then that's where Arkham Horror, you have to have a different mentality going into that game because you're playing a game where you're investing a lot of time and effort and you're likely not going to win. Who plays those types of games? So that, that's actually a very interesting point you brought up because I was thinking about talking about this in a in a writing post. Oh. Um, so like I've started gravitating towards roguelikes uh-huh. in video games because... Every time you play a roguelike, 90% of the time, you're not going to make it to the end. Like, yeah. until you really learn and unlock new things, like the first time you play it, you're definitely not making it to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have I played Enter the Gungeon and I've yeah. still not beat it? I love the game, though. Like, it's fun, but it's hard and you have to get lucky with rolls and things. And it's very interesting that I've started to like those games more. Mm-hmm. And it's partly because there is a chance of failure. Games, so older games before, it, like the arcade games, Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games started having save states. But, you know, you had lives, you had uh-huh. continues. And if you used up all your lives and continues, the game was over and you had to start from the beginning. It was a punishment, yeah. Yeah, like, there was an actual risk of failure. Now, in games, failure is almost discouraged. Yeah. Like, you die in Assassin's Creed, and you just restarted the checkpoint from about two minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Like, because you messed up and missed one dodge or something, and the guy got you. So you just have to start over that fight. Yeah. Like... And it's the same across a lot of games. You know, you don't really have... People are designing these 40, 50, 60 hour games and they want people to play the whole 40, 50, 60 hours. So the consequences of not succeeding at what you're doing in the game is diminished a lot, which is why I like the Dark Souls games. It's Mm -hmm. why I have started playing more roguelikes because I like having something there to like discourage me from losing okay you have to have stakes in it yeah like it i mean some games i do play for the story Mm -hmm. i i like rpgs i like visual novels if you focus on roguelikes you kind of have to give up some of the narrative but structured narrative i would argue because a game like spider-man or a game like god of war i'm guessing here that these are not roguelikes right yeah and like assassin's creed they have a plot they usually will have cut scenes like final fantasy like i couldn't imagine someone playing final fantasy 9 or 10 and like 50 hours in they died and they have to start hour one and play through all that nobody's going to sit through the narratives and such but a roguelike usually sacrifices that narrative gives you you need to go from point a to point b and you need to figure it out and there's some big bads along the way good luck kind of thing yeah and there's like minimal but 
with roguelikes, the successful ones allow you to put your own narrative on it. That's where I feel like XCOM kind of does it, Faster Than Light kind of does it, because your your crew or your story or the people you're going, they had their tales. Like, you wanted to share your stories of XCOM with me. It's your roguelike adventure of your group of dudes, what they got into. Yeah. Like, uh, and uh, Yeah, XCOM is another good example of it, because you can lose at that game. Mm-hmm. Like, you can play it for 30 hours, and then the aliens beat you. Like, that just, it happens sometimes. Um, the first, do you at very least know what the Chosen are, like, the, in the War of the Chosen? I might not, no. Okay, then I, okay, I can't even say that story, great. Because, right. like, would I know it from XCOM to the playing game itself? No. Then no. Okay. This is how good I keep myself spoilered, folks. I try. Please don't <laughs> spoiler me on this. I hate you all. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. So we we've got actual stuff to talk about. We kind of okay. we kind yeah. of um it's actually been a slow news week though, so we might circle back around to this depending on the content and everything. So, last week, right basically right before the podcast, due to um events that transpired which, you know, were bad for the United States and, you know, what are we Oh, oh, wait. The, are we getting into like real life stuff? I mean, uh, well, anyway, so there, yeah. I kind of rage quit social media. Yeah. Uh, so I removed Twitter from my phone. I removed Facebook from my phone. I removed Chrome. I can't get rid of Safari because I have an iPhone. Wait, you got rid of your, like, internet browsers? Yeah. From your phone? Yeah. I, that I wanted, seems impractical. I wanted to stop the 24-hour news cycle. So your phone was literally just a phone and maybe whatever app games you had. Pretty much. Yeah. I've got I've got Facebook Messenger on there in case people need to contact me. Yeah. Um and I couldn't get rid of Safari, so I do have a Did browser. Did you quit Facebook though? Like I, Facebook itself? I got rid of Facebook itself from my Again, phone. I'm just like, this is what why? I mean, I get it, <laughs> but like that's serious business now. Yeah. I mean, I, I was tired of being inundated with news and mostly bad news because that's what people report and so i got rid of it and on the one hand i felt a lot better for like the last week like i've gotten news in small doses i haven't been bombarded with Mm -hmm. crap you know the latest tweet from whoever has not made me upset because i everyone by the time i checked the internet everyone's already moved on to a new topic but on the other hand it also means i'm not as like in fingered the on the pulse, I don't have my finger on the pulse of like gaming news as uh-huh. much because I'm not following the exact thing. So I've it was not only a slow news week, but it took me a little longer to find everything. Ah, uh, because things come and go real quick, and if you're not, did you hop back on or off the band? Well, so no, so, so I have, I still have Twitter and Facebook. I want to make sure this is clear. I have Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff on my home computer. Yeah. I just don't have it on my phone. And you still don't have it on your phone. And I still don't have it on okay, my phone. Okay, so this wasn't just an experiment for like 48 no, hours. No, you're, I've, you're... I've kept it off my phone. I still check the things when I'm home on the computer. This feels like the bit. modern day walking into like the woods and like just <laughs> with an axe and that's it. Yeah, I mean, my phone plays music, it plays games, and occasionally I text people. My but... happy medium is I usually just turn off notifications for the most part, except for like the news sources ones. But even then, those news sources ones pop up i get the weird like the presidential like text message things i get the amber alerts and things which are important to get but like yeah when i went to new zealand that was actually a big change that i realized was not being in the u.s for the news cycle that's 24 7 is mentally quite good 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, as weird and like freaky as it sounds like now being like, oh, you deleted Facebook. Why? <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. So it was already a slow news week. Not a lot happened. <laughs> there weren't any big controversies. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think any games came out or anything big. No, a lot of people have been talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'll get to. <laughs> That's probably the biggest thing to talk about. Okay. Um, first up, uh, I've got some Overwatch League news oh. since you've been uh, always out there thinking yeah. about. Uh, I have a um, to help you with your get rich get rich yeah, quick. Get yeah. rich quick so this one is the one where I'm going to become an Overwatch League member. Right. Yeah, yeah. Professional so gamer. There have been a lot of rumors going around because nothing's been officially announced yet. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple guys who are, like, are in the know and are sort of leaking information about players that are going to teams. Like on the inside? Like in the company or in the like league? And just friends with Overwatch yeah. League people, I believe. Got it. Uh, so there's there's a DPS player named decay okay uh and i i don't know i'm gonna say this wrong but he played for he plays for a team that i think was in overwatch contenders which is like the minor league overwatch league okay uh and i think it was kongdu panthera was the name of the team i this could be I don't follow non-Overwatch League Overwatch. I was going to say, I didn't even know there was a minor league in Overwatch. Yeah, the Over so Overwatch Contenders is where all the people that aren't in Overwatch League play, and then they kind of like pick... But eat. are they on like television? They don't get televised or Twitch? Or They're on Twitch. Oh, they they have their own Twitch stream. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's Overwatch Contenders. And some of the Overwatch League teams that are sponsored by big gaming, e-sports gaming uh, groups have like their minor league team that yeah. they can draft from if they want okay, to. Okay, so it is in that level even, so it's not just like an open pool of people. Right, yeah. yeah. Um and so this guy named Decay, he was apparently the standout DPS. Uh-huh. And a lot of there's been a bidding war for him under like wraps and he hasn't officially been signed yet. Mm -hmm. Uh but he's rumored to go to the Gladiators, which is one of my teams. In Texas? LA. No. They're LA Gladiators. LA Gladiators. Okay. Um but the rumor is that the bid for him got to over three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so going back to when I was asking how much do these guys yeah, make? So this, um, this is how much they make. The the top DPS okay. the bid for getting them onto a onto team and stealing them away from others was over three hundred thousand dollars. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah. I'm... I don't make that much money. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Yeah, so that that's high end. It's not gonna be every everyone I mean I just need to get good. Yeah, you just need to get good. So that was, that's one of the big, that's the only monetary thing that's come out of it. A lot of people have been fighting for him and it's, he's probably going to the gladiators, but a couple others uh, were, I think Valiant and Shanghai were also both bidding for okay. him. Um, they officially, they also officially announced that there's going to be 28 matches. So every team is going to play 28 matches per uh, for the next season, and so they're cutting it down from forty to okay. twenty-eight. Oh, that seems man more manageable somehow. Like there's, I guess, yeah. It's, they're yeah. still going to do four stages, but okay. every team is going to play seven games a stage instead of ten. Okay. Um, and so sometimes some teams they they said some teams will play zero, one, or two times a week. So okay. there's never more than twice a week, but sometimes they'll have a full week off. So like sometimes, bi weeks or something. I guess we could yeah. think of it in that way. 
But that's the way the schedule is going to work. Uh, they're also going to they nixed the stage four playoffs. Like they have playoffs mm-hmm. after each stage. Yeah. So they're still going to do the stage one, two, and three playoffs. But then after stage four, they're just going to go directly into the final playoffs. Okay, makes sense. I think. Yeah. The way the playoffs would work is going to be different since there's more teams. So first season for the stage playoffs, it was the top three teams with the best records. Mm-hmm. Uh regardless of division didn't matter uh teams two and three played against each other and then the winner of that played against the team one and yeah. then the winner of that was the stage champion yeah this time around i think is going to be the top team in each division plus four other teams like wild card slots wild card is it's the top team in each division plus four more teams are all go into the stage playoffs and then the t the Four wild cards play each other, and then they oh. play against the top teams, and then moves, and then the finals, and that's the stage champion. Okay, I think that was is that it. Sounds like more matches than the previous of yes. basically two matches. Yeah, it's okay, m- more matches, but there's also since there's more teams, it makes yeah. sense. And to they're include. cutting down total number of matches, so these are not counted. I think in the twenty eight. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, and I think the f- final playoffs have been changed as well. I think it's going to be top team in each division again, uh, plus a couple guaranteed spots. And then there's going to be like a wild card bracket where it's like single elimination winner gets the last two winners, get the last slots in the final playoff. So they, it seems like they're adding, they took away less and made less regular season games, Yeah, but they've added more playoff games. So there's more, games with that feel like they have stakes to them yeah to maybe like because r- i'm debating is this a, a good more? idea or not i guess like having it makes the playoffs more complicated it sounds like but at the same time those are the matches where if someone's a casual follower they're probably going to watch the last couple like nba championships i watch the championships i don't really watch the full season of however many games kind of thing same with baseball if i'm just like following i'll just follow but i don't necessarily need to watch every game for my team right um, the last big change they announced is that, like pretty much any other sports league, they're moving the All-Star game to the middle of the season. So okay. they're going to do have an All-Star break, just like they do in baseball or yeah. things like that. And so after the second stage, there's going to be a longer break, and they're going to do the All-Star game in the middle and have mm-hmm. like the fun matches, and then come back for stage three and four. Uh, I think they said they're going to be starting in February this year instead of January. Okay. Um, so it's going to probably go from February into July or August, if I guess. And one season a year or two seasons? Just one season a year. Okay. Um, but yeah. It's a fair season. I was going to ask, actually, in Overwatch, I'd been hearing things about, um, is there an Overwatch World Cup or something? Yes, that's currently going on. The Overwatch World Cup is currently going on. What is that? Uh, so that's been done. This is the third, they've done it every year. This is the third year they're doing it. Uh, and essentially it's a bunch of Overwatch teams, just like a regular world cup. Uh Um, and the final eight. So there was four group matches of Uh six countries per group. Um, I think it was hosted in Paris, Busan, or somewhere in South Korea, Paris, South Korea. I wanted to say Thailand. Okay. And L.A. I believe was the the Western one. And so each team group had a uh, group of six playing at it. 
and top two from each group go on to play in the finals, which happen at BlizzCon in November. Oh, so okay. So I think, oh god, I think the final eight are USA, Canada, France, South Korea, China. I want to say Australia. Oh, I'm not sure what the last two were. UK or Japan? I think UK is one of them. It wasn't Japan. I, I want to say it was like. Okay, I'm gonna look this up. I, okay. I want to say it was like Netherlands or something. I already said France, though. Oh, you said France. I was thinking about because I was like, oh, so I guess our professional by professional, like the ones who are in the Overwatch League players in here as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So these so are over, all Overwatch and they play League. for whatever their home country is. I assume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So this obviously the South Korea team is the stacked one. They're always the favorites. I think they've won. They at least won last year. Okay, so ah, Finland was the last one. Oh, so Finland. South Korea, Finland, USA, Canada, China, Australia, France, and UK are the final eight. Good job, Finland. Finland, I mean, Finland has some good players. They have huh? a bunch of Overwatch League players. Did not know that. Yeah, I mean, Europe has uh, a lot of players, which is why people get up, you know, annoyed that there's yeah. only two european teams but a lot of french players have like joined have left their old teams and are joining the paris team Mm -hmm. so they represent their home instead but yeah so finland just to give you an idea their big goose and chaz are both supports for the la gladiators Uh uh zappis and zupe both played for florida mayhem Taimu plays for Dallas Fuel, Fraggy plays for the Philadelphia Fusion, and Linkser plays for the Houston Outlaws. They're all from Finland, and they're all in Overwatch League, and they're all good. Well, they're all... Professionals. Professionals. Yeah. They should have a Torbjorn-based team. (laughs) Just all Torbs. All Torbs? You know he's Swedish, right? Sorry, Finland. (laughs) I'm sorry. My ignorance. I mean, I'm I'm an American. It's all the same. <laughs> so wait, I take it then IKEA is Swedish. Yes. Okay. Sorry, so are again, the fish. Finland. It's not Finnish fish. It's Swedish fish. Not Harvey Z is somewhat <laughs> educated on his candies. Okay, so that that's all I got for Overwatch, Overwatch. stuff. Always um, good to know. Yeah. But again, you get the latest news here about a week after it happens. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you're a casual person like me, this is probably the first time you're hearing about some of these things. Probably, yeah. The big news that's shaking the gaming industry that doesn't really, like, it's not exciting to you. But it might be to, like, real hardcore gamers. Yeah. Is that Sony is finally going to be letting people change their name on PSN. Oh, I I mean, yeah. I think I'm Harvey Z there. I'm still Harvey Z back in the day. I mean, no, you probably aren't. Like, if you have a PSN ID, it probably came from, from your PS2, PS3. Three. Okay. Because like, yeah, if I mean, you it's probably not Harvey internet, Z then. Yeah. Yeah. So, good news, you can change it to Harvey Z. Starting I mean, Harvey in Z 2019. Always been Harvey Z. Okay. Is, yeah. So, um. So it's why in, is this a big? Well, I guess it's a big deal, but it's like people who have had like so like. Say you're you're a young person, not like us, and you got a PS3 when you were 12, and you I made your Bieber 52, X-X-O. yeah, yeah, raging Goku boner 24, you know. Oh, poor raging Goku boner! Your day has <laughs> finally come. You don't have to live with that. 
Right. So some people might want to change their names after 10 years and realizing that their clever, edgy, yeah. hardcore name is, oh. you know. So the way it's it's in beta right now, um, it's going to be available to everyone in early 2019. The first time you change it will be free. You're allowed uh, one change. Uh-huh. Uh, but to make sure people don't just keep willy-nilly changing it for yeah. he- whatever reason, um, it'll cost you 10 bucks for every name change Damn. after that. Okay, not uh, 99 cents or something. No, not 99 bu- cents. 10 bucks or 5 bucks if you're a PS Plus member. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they 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 don't, this is clearly, they don't want people to just be changing their name like all the time. trolling people all the time yeah. and stuff. They, they've said it's going to be guaranteed to be compatible with any game made after April 1st, 2018. Okay. But it's not guaranteed it can be compatible with games previous to that, although they're going to try and ha- make it work with most of the most popular PlayStation games. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know what goes into this kind of coding or why yeah. a name change would be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought but... it's mostly on like, I know they had like this internet. So PlayStation Network, it's been a while since I've been on it. Like I remembered back when you were like an avatar and like a city and you walked around. Yeah, that was PlayStation Home, I think. That was, okay, like, does weird... that still exist? No, that was, it was like their attempt at a Miiverse type yeah, thing. Yeah, and you walked around, Nintendo. you play games or something and you it was... Yeah, I, like, like it yeah. was in that early age of we want social media to have like an avatar of you, yeah. like, you know. Oh, Ready Player One style. And yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. No, uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh, then my name is probably gone from there. Yeah, probably. But yeah, um, that's a lot of people are excited about this that getting to actually okay just their name. I might change my name to T Man instead of what Whatever it is it currently. Is. Okay. Um, who knows? Maybe I won't. Maybe I like my name. Not make me a gamer. I I don't want uh, to be a walking billboard. For yeah, a... I'm not gonna walk in billboard myself. I'm not gonna be one of those Fortnite players that has that makes their name their Twitch stream. Uh, well, I, I, that that's good marketing. I mean, assuming it's not like www dot whatever whatever whatever. I mean, slash it's Twitch dot TV slash their name. Like, is the, uh, that's. As, as opposed to the slash of their name. Right. They they put the t- the full address in there. So it's like, you were killed by... Twitch. Da, da, and, go there and, and watch so, yourself die. Yeah. So, and random side tangent. But, like, you know, people do that. So, like, if, say, Ninja killed them or they killed Ninja, It'll all those up. people, like, people who have popular streams would go to that person's stream or... Watch him kill Ninja. Yeah, exactly. Ah. You know, so it was... Uh, it's interesting that people did that and thought to do that because I wouldn't have. But at the then Fortnite added an option. It's a streamer option that will just change everyone's players to like player forty two or something. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's so if you're a streamer, you yourself, turn that you on. Change you don't have to have other people advertising on your channel. Exactly. Like you, like I know Ninja has it turned on and a couple other people oh, that, that are popular where. But I, I mean, it makes. I mean, sense. it makes sense. But I'm like, boo! You're the most popular guy. Advertise other people. But yeah, I, I guess from a financial standpoint, it makes sense. Stream snipers are a real thing, and when you're as popular as so, like if Ninja plays Fortnite and people know Ninjas in the game, they just look for Ninja to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, they'll have his stream open or something, oh. and so they know where he is. And if they happen to be in the same game as him, 
They no. will try to. Oh, that seems that's a dick move. Yeah, I people do that all the time. They do it in Overwatch. Uh huh. Like people will watch someone to stream snipe them like see when they start looking for a new game so they'll start looking at the same time in hopes to get matched in the same game and then like grief them in the game or like uh specifically try to kill them uh happens in a lot of battle royale games happens do they in... like stream themselves doing this or is it just oh a... yeah prop Mo- some because this is all for do. attention more yeah so. it's it's for attention i remember watching so there's this overwatch player named kefri who is kind of a shitty person <laughs> are, we, um, are we calling out people on our okay i mean, I mean I'm, I'm okay so I'm, I'm not calling him out but he is he's he's a one-trick widow basically okay like he's really good at widow um he's good at other ones too but yeah you know, he's not uh-huh. the best player he these um, are t-man's views and not harvey z <laughs> uh he cheated on his wife i believe okay shots fired okay no no like, like this is like big this was like okay tabloid slash big things okay, like he went game. on stream apologized like he's bad behavior okay so know. it was on the stream networks as well yeah, so it's yeah. kind of aired out but ugh. yeah it was anyway i remember i was watching his stream one day and a diva player on the other team like noticed or found him in the game and just spent the entire game standing right in front of him and waving high uh-huh. and like blocking his view so he couldn't like shoot as widow but on the other team yeah it was on the other team and so couldn't he just kill the diva oh no no it was on his team yeah that yeah that's like right. that's sorry like, yeah, yeah. It, it was his team and so he, his he, teammate just was a dick to him yeah and just like would like stand didn't actually do anything in the game just kind of blocked his view and said hi and you know whatever intentionally probably and not just like yeah to be a dick to him and you know so that's that happens to streamers Uh um personal feelings aside of of kefri you know it's just kind of a shitty thing that happens i think it'd be funny the first time and then after that it's like okay we get it yeah but it's like everybody starts to yeah okay the internet is weird (laughs) gaming community is weird it's it's a weird it's because it's almost uncharted territory mm-hmm. because the only way to get viewers like the only way to become popular is to stream something and get people to watch your stream right and yeah. so if you're playing overwatch and you know that this Seagull, guy's already got an yeah, audience he's already got an audience i'm gonna make myself noticed to and it's free advertising, and so we might not win this match, but my name is on Seagull Stream over and over and exactly. over. Exactly. People will go, "Hey, let's check him out." At least it's the advertising comes over the game itself. Then no press. What was no press is bad press, or yeah, yep, yeah, no press is bad press. Something like or no, that. No, no, not bad press. All press is good press. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap! We're idiots. Like it's not no press is bad press. Hey, oh wait, I- no press is bad press makes sense though. But that's not the saying. <laughs> anyway, I was about to before this whole tangent on that guy. Like I was going to say, like the the advertising viral marketing things that I remember, or at least that popped up in the news in my radar, like a couple weeks ago, was Domino's. I think overseas had done a ad where if you get a the Domino's logo tattoo, they would give you like free pizzas for a year or so, and then they had to quickly shut it down because of how many people got the Domino's logo tattooed on them. And I was thinking about it of like. Would I do that, Harvey Z? 
obviously you might get a tattoo of Domino's because what I then saw was what people did was they started showing their tattoos online and they were fucking cool. It's not just <laughs> like, oh, some people, it's the red and white Domino's thing. The best one I think I saw was it was the Domino's logo and then there was another tattoo on it of like it was a pizza box with the Domino's logo on it and Mikey the Ninja Turtle opening the pizza box. So it was a Ninja Turtles tattoo that happened to have a specific brand on the pizza that Mikey is eating or the pizza box. And I was like, this looks like if you saw this, it would be a normal tattoo. And yeah, you happen to put the ad for Domino's in it. That's free pizzas for a year. No, no, you wouldn't get like I'm a not, tattoo that I'm, happens to sneakily have the Domino's logo. in I'm it. I'm not a corporate show. I'm not either. But free pizza, man. No, I I'm not going to get it. I I. I would have a, it take would take a lot for to convince myself to get a normal tattoo. Like I'm not going okay. to brand myself with a brand, literally. Well, I mean, make me a gamer at some point. I'm not gonna get that tattooed on me though. Like, hey, by the way, lifts up shirt. Like, check out my podcast. No, <laughs> I mean, I know other podcasters who've done it, but they have larger, larger, larger audiences. But I'm like, like I know Harvey Z. Hmm. We'd have to have like a million people. If you okay, you heard it here first. If a we get a million, people, I don't want a million people in total to listen to this over the course of like a year or five years or whatever. Right, if we get yeah. a million subscribers, go to Twitter at Make Me a Podcast. If we get a million followers, Harvey Z is gonna tattoo Make Me a Gamer on him. Followers in terms of like the show, not like our like twitter thing or i don't i don't know if we can follow can like, we track like how many subscribers i, I guess have? there are metrics i don't know if i can look at how many people are actually subscribed to it on like itunes or something like that though or like how many times were downloaded in individual because i don't want like some bot to just sit there like churning away downloads but at the same time maybe if that gives us the numbers and if it gives me the if we get a million people to follow or who are listening to this like podcast Sure, I'll get a tattoo. Uh, All right. Make me a gamer. Million people, make me a gamer tattoo. You heard it here. We're going to hold it to him. I'll pick the design myself, but yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> a million? Psh. Okay. Um, famous last words by Harvey Z. Famous last words. We'll save it for episode 100. I, we'll see. if I, By episode 100, we have a million subscribers. We need dreams. Yeah, we, we, we're shooting for the stars. Yep. We're going big. We're going to be the next Bill Gates. Nice. <laughs> Taco trucks for everybody. Taco trucks for everybody. Uh, so random other news. This was actually something I was going to bring up last podcast, but we ran out of time. Um, so just sneaking it in here since it was a slow news cycle mm -hmm. this time. The author of The Witcher is apparently suing the company that made The Witcher games. For $16 million. The Saint, author being like the book author yeah. of The Witcher. Okay. Yeah. He sued them because he says that the deal he made was only for the first Witcher game and not for the whole trilogy. I was about to say there's like a whole bunch of Witcher games, isn't there? Uh, yeah. And apparently like he didn't have any respect for the video games and so he sold them the license for like a real small amount. And uh, the game, so he's regretting yeah, like, so oh, I should have made more money. Yeah. And the games made a whole lot of money. Yeah. Like they were real popular. And Were the games true to the book? And I don't... I only played the first half of The Witcher 2. I have The Witcher 3 sitting on my shelf. 
mm-hmm. but it's a 50 to 60 to 70 hour RPG. And, uh-huh. you know, you have to really be committed to it. And it's story based and, you know, stuff just keeps coming out. I can't yeah. slot it in. But from what I understand, it takes place later than the books do like it's not it's in the universe and ha- uses the characters but it's like further along than the books. so it's not really like oh you bastardized my story or no, something. It's, no you took my characters in my world and you put your own stories on him yeah i think okay i'm not 100 percent sure though um it might adapt some of the later books mm-hmm. uh i know the netflix series that's coming out is going to be more closer to the books okay um Superman is playing Geralt, the Witcher. Henry Cavill, he's going to be the Witcher. Oh, oh, I was Netflix like, he's series. playing the game, the Witcher? Like, I mean, he played the games, too. He's a f- big fan of the Witcher uh, games. Like, He was like, I want to be this. Let me ca- cast me as this. I know nothing about the Witcher, except are you a dude that goes around killing witches, or are you a witch? Um, Her? So... <laughs> so you... The Witcher is like... A specific title like they do something to you at birth and you have like white hair because of it and you can do magic and okay you're like witchers are prejudiced against in this world because they have i i don't know the logistics uh-huh. but like it's a lesser not lesser but they're not metahumans in some way they they can do magic, but people that aren't witchers can do magic too. So it's oh. not like it's specific to them. They just have some sort of special powers. They don't, or they like live longer. Or they don't age. Or okay, I'm not sh- entirely sure of the specifics. If I had played the games, I probably mm-hmm. or read the books, I would have known. What setting does it take place in? Like medieval fantasy? Or yeah, yeah, it's it's like... high fantasy type. Okay, I was thinking like, so I was thinking when I heard The Witcher, and I've heard what I've heard about The Witcher, which is not a lot. I'm thinking of like a white-haired pilgrim man with a musket that goes down into like <laughs> Salem in like the witch trial eras and like tries to hunt down witches. And so like okay, he casts magic and stuff. Like yeah, he shoots fireballs and stuff, but he's like a dude in a pilgrim outfit. And I was like secretly in my head, he was a pretty badass-looking pilgrim and he has like a musket and maybe he has like a magic wand or something. And like he's the witcher. <laughs> He looks for the witches. <laughs> oh, God, you're killing me. So that's why I was like, oh, the books probably take place in this era, too. It makes sense. Like, oh, it's not medieval world, but like, you know, like colonial times. <laughs> no, it's high fantasy. Okay. Uh, well, that's less exciting. But yeah, I think the author is Polish. So it's kind of based on European Poland-ish type fantasy like it's not this world it's its own world but it's based on like uh that area sort of okay and it has nothing to do with um vin diesel's D movie which is the last witcher okay or the last witch hunter okay i think think it was the last i think he he was the last witch hunter because that was a movie based on his like D &D D &D character character. who reached like a super high level which more props to vin diesel for having the balls (laughs) to do that but yeah. I kind of wanted to see that movie just because... I think you, I've seen the ending of it. Uh, yeah, I I had no interest in it until you told me it was based on his D&D character. Yes. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> and if you're an actor and you and have you... the clout to turn your D&D character into a like fully funded two-hour movie, I'm going to give you the props enough to see it. Like, if we ever have like a silly movie night, that is a great entrant <laughs> into the silly movie night just based on 
This is what this movie is about, people. I know nothing else. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I, the ending I, was fine, I think. It was like, it's an action movie of sorts. I didn't have any of the setup, so it was just the last fight scene. Uh-huh. So, guy, author is suing mm-hmm. them. They're saying blah, blah, blah. Like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Deals go ahead. Deal. Whatever. It's We didn't take advantage of you or anything, and the deal was for the whole thing. So, come on. Bring it. Yeah. Um. Then... Brandon Sanderson posted something. Oh, Sanderson. He, he basically said... A legendary author has approached. Well, he was like, I'll give the rights to Mistborn to CG Project Red for free if they make a game out of it. Like, he... And he said... And, like, he later clarified, he's like, I'm only half joking, but seriously, I'd like to make a game out of Mistborn. I would play the shit out of that game. <laughs> play it. i would too like that like, that would be a great it's a world. great world it's a great magic system like and the best part is the way that the mistborn series is designed like he can do any era he wants to it doesn't have to be the characters from the book like the whole point is that he's making so if you're not familiar with brandon sanderson he does not do standalone stories very well he always mm-hmm. makes huge universes and his goal with the mistborn series was he was going to make three trilogies in the same universe one takes place in like medieval fantasy era Mm -hmm. one takes place in modern times that like us like right now okay uh urban fantasy ish i was about to say i don't think he's done that one he hasn't done that one yet and then the third trilogy would be future so it's like in the far future with lasers not powered by steam uh but you know far future cyberpunky maybe depending but anyway Uh just a sci-fi story but all three would be in the same universe use the same magic and just instead of it always being high fantasy he would do three and then so he had plans to do that but then ended up distracted and did like a four book series in like victorian era times where it's kind of like victorian slash wild i was about to say like it's he has like two series at least in mistborn there's the mistborn trilogy which the books themselves are actually not called mistborn but it's just the trilogy is called mistborn yeah um but he does have like a second series, but that takes place more in a Wild West setting. And I'm, I think I'm on the second book of that one right yeah, now. That's the, I believe it's called the Wax and Wayne series. Either the Wax and Wayne, or I think one was called like the Alloy of Law. Yeah. The, so I'm, originally he was planning on doing just a single standalone book. The mm-hmm. Alloy of Law was supposed to be one book and then he'd move on to the next series. But such great character. Like, yeah. It's everyone- a Sanderson thing. He does really good characterizations, actually. Yeah, so he really. Fans really liked it. He yeah. really liked it. And so he decided to just then add a trilogy onto yep. that. I want to say the final book of that trilogy is coming out 2019. Yeah, because um, the middle one is Bands of Mourning is the second one. And then yeah. the third one, I don't know what the name of the third one yet is. I don't know what the name is going to be. But mm-hmm. I have it. I've read all of them. I'm waiting for the last one. It's good. He's a good writer. He, I got into him because he finished off the Wheel of Time series after Robert ah, Jordan right. died. And yeah, it would be really cool to have a Mistborn game. I could... Well, like, like how Harvey, would you make the game? Yeah, Harvey Z here, like, just to get, be clear, Harvey Z, a player who... Like, he doesn't play games. Yeah. Was be like, I'll buy the shit out of I'll Mistborn just buy game. It. And then at some point, I know I'm going to want to play this. It's just, what type of a game would it be... Like, I could see it being in a lot of different ways. Like, I think it would be similar to The Witcher, kind of like an open world RPG type. Okay. 
Where? I was thinking my first instincts were to go like Fallout style, mm-hmm. not the new Fallout that these young people know, like the like Fallout. isometric type, like the the top down view where yeah you have a where you have a group of people, not Fallout tactics maybe, but yeah like something in that realm because the whole point is that magic system lends itself to different classes and job classes if you will. That is true. Like the uh, I can see, see I see it as the other going the other way where like you play as a mistborn Mistborn, so you have have access to all the powers yeah um but then i could see like a party based where like you choose which like which person you want to have on your team yeah like so you have different powers and things like that yeah i can see it going both ways and see that's the type of game i would want to play like again everything i want to play is like an XCOM top down (laughs) final fantasy tactic style game Rather than a first-person kind of or an RPG, or because I want to create my narrative on it. Because I've read Mistborn, I love Mistborn. I don't necessarily want to play a game that is just Mistborn again. Mm-hmm. So I would rather have these are some characters. They have their own story. It's a whole separate. But the universe is what I want. I like the Mistborn universe. Yeah, I like that Brandon Sanderson is open to adapting his books into video games because I think he makes really good universes. Mm-hmm. And I think if put in the right developer's hands, who like will take their time with it and mm-hmm. someone make who a good game out of wants it, to like not just churn out something for like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not 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 Mistborn the free app. Yeah, uh, like, the five dollar app game or like the cereal box game. Do you yeah. remember those? Where like cereal boxes would have like CD ROMs in them, and you could get like a game out of it. And it was... Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Um, do you remember Sneak King? That like the I think it was on the original Xbox. It was an original Xbox game, or maybe a 360 game, where like Burger King oh. like had like three different games you could get. Yeah. And I think one of them was called Sneak King, and you like play as the Burger yeah, King. Yeah, like and... this is the sort of thing that they would do. It's like a fast food or a cereal franchise turns their like mascot into a video game. Yeah, I don't think I remember playing through any of them. So, I remember them existing, but not buying the cereal for the game. All right. So there, there's an inside joke between me and one of my friends. Um, oh, yeah, one of my friends. <laughs> Although a couple people knew about it. But on the Super Nintendo, I got this really stupid game. It was called Izzy's Quest for the Olympic Rings. I remember Izzy, at least. Yeah, and so he it was, was a little tornado guy. For yeah. Like the, was it for the U.S. games? I think it was for the U.S. game yeah, in '96, right? Yeah, yeah, and that because that that tracks as about the right time period for Super Nintendo. Yeah, maybe it might have been '94, might have been a little earlier. I don't he remember. He probably exactly. came out though in like '95. To they always hype up the mascot a little yeah, bit earlier. Yeah, I remember they there was an Izzy mascot Olympic. It shitty game. Like it's terrible. But at the time, I was excited because like, hey, Olympic ma- yeah. mascot. It's a game. Uh, yeah. I so that is that stands out to me as the mascot game that I got tricked into. Ah, you actually paid money for it. I think my parents did. But I got someone it. paid. I, it wasn't as I waste. I wasted a birthday or Christmas gift on it. Let's Ooh, leave it at that. Okay. Like I, I, I was. So you requested it as well. Yeah, it wasn't I, re- just a, I oh, requested it. I wanted it. Izzy's Olympic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it was not my finest moment, but at the time, you know, you're a kid. You uh-huh. like like you don't have that the God. frontal lobes, the brain power, the I think I had my frontal lobe when I was a kid. Yeah, they weren't fully developed. <laughs> it's just like you don't have discerning taste. That's ah, that's what I was looking for. You didn't for. have good taste. 
Or discerning taste will give you that credit then. Yeah, discerning taste in that I can watch a game and or like see a game and be like, hey, that's a good game versus a bad game and say, I want that. That looks shiny. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That, that has awesome. a character. Like, I liked the character of Izzy, so I wanted to get a game yeah. that had Izzy in it. Like, now I would, if I like a character, I won't buy the game. Just You'll read up it. on it, see, do some, like, like actually look in. Like, how do you buy games, actually? Uh, Most of the time, it's just based on if I think I'll, like, at this point, I know exactly what I like. Oh. You know? Like, I'm not going to buy the new Call of Duty. I'm not going to buy Battlefield. I don't like realistic military stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So those games don't appeal to me. I won't buy NBA 2K12 <laughs> or whatever. Um, I, I'll buy a Madden game every couple of years. Because... I like that it was 2K12 <laughs> as opposed to like 2K19 or 2K18. <laughs> You're not going to buy the one that came out like six years ago, but fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> We need to update your frames of reference, but cool. Yeah. You you won't buy the new Madden? So I might. So I'm conflicted because Uh the Jaguars are good finally. Uh And so I want to get a new Madden that has a good Jaguars team on it. Were they good last year? too? Yeah, they were good last year. I mean, they made it to the AFC Championships last year. Uh, They're my team. I always play the Jaguars when I play on Madden. And... I anyway, like I want to get the new one, but there was like some weird Colin Kaepernick stuff yeah, that went you were down. Like, like they censored. I think they came out and fixed it, but I think it was something like there's a song lyric. There, there was a song that mentioned Colin Kaepernick on the soundtrack, and they censored his name out of the yeah. song, which was really dumb. Um, but I think EA came back with uh saying like they're fixing it. And that it was a mistake. It was like caught by like their auto sensor. Something. It wasn't intentionally done. Uh, the auto sensor. Yeah, I, Copernic I, was a bad word. Yeah, something. yeah. I don't. Kaepernick. I don't really believe that. But they said they were going to fix it, and that it wasn't going uh-huh. to in the final release. But I, I didn't actually follow up and see if they actually did that, or mm-hmm. it might have just been a minor controversy that fixed yeah. itself. Uh, but at the time, I was discouraged from buying the new one because I didn't want to, yeah. you know, support that. But if they've fixed it, then you know, I'll I'll take a look at it. Um, so again, we didn't quite get to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, one day, just yeah. like the, just like the journey itself. It's not the journey; it's the destination. No shit, it's the destination. It's I, not. I'm, the... Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna be playing it, so. By the next podcast that comes out, I'll have probably have even more to say about it. Okay. And I might just, unless there's some big shocking news that comes between now and next podcast, we might just lead off with Assassin's Creed and I can give some impressions. And I, I know you said you had questions about it. Yeah, too. I'm just curious about the world. And I'll, just again, like I, when I think of games and stuff, like I have a Witcher fantasy with the Pilgrim guy. You have a Witcher fantasy? I think that's a different podcast. Yeah, no, no, that no. We want to talk We're not going to go down that <laughs> Which yet? <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> it's a pilgrim hat that you put on. No. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! It's so stupid. There's no joke here. It's just. But yeah. Okay. You know what? All right. Um. 
that is uh we'll we'll end on that note sure. i don't want to go too far into that rabbit hole um where can they find you harvey z at the z is silent i assume if you say at people know it's a twitter kind of yeah. thing yeah. yeah find me on twitter peeps cool uh you can find me on twitter at team man plays games you can find our podcast at make me a podcast which i mentioned earlier uh, you can see my writings at tmanwrites.com, where we also post the RSS feed link to these in case you want to get it directly and not from iTunes or any of the other places. But I'm sure if you're listening to this by now, you've already figured out how to listen to us. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, not going to, you know, go down that. Yeah. And if, I guess if you're a new person, like, like, subscribe, all, I don't know what people say. Leave us a rating, leave yeah. us a comment, you know. The more ratings we get on the services, the more likely it will be recommended to other people. Like, we'll start listening, get more listeners. We uh, get to one million soon. I if we get to one million. Soon is... I Soon, soon is relative. Time is relative, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not sure soon is the right word to be using. I don't think we're going to hit a million that quickly. Um, need to work on my advertising, I think. Get some more... Yeah, I don't know, actually. I mean, Get those ears to the ground. Or... I'm still thinking about, like, again, if you're dreaming out there, just change your name to... You need to... So that may be... Maybe that's the next get-rich-quick scheme. It's not, I become the professional gamer. I become a gamer, and I just have to find a professional gamer, and then just start running up to him and advertising, make me a gamer, make me a gamer, <laughs> over and over and over, while waving at him. <laughs> All right, well, if you see... Someone randomly saying make me a gamer in your streams or games. You're welcome. It's Harvey Z, and he's in the place to be, which is right in front of you, advertising our game podcasts. Right? I said that I right. I forgot how we end the show. <laughs> like, I just, I have no idea now. I forgot. We, like, do we do something? We don't really have an outro. We have we have an intro now. We do have an intro. I, I yeah, heard it. Yeah. It's not, All right. It's, I still haven't gotten my five bucks. <laughs> just saying we don't have an outro do you want to give us an outro no all right well we'll see you next week then and uh yeah that's it we're done later